3: your DFS podcast as we head into week 15 of the NFL season. Of course, it is a wide receiver Wednesday as I, uh, I get the pleasure of chatting to my good friend uh, who is just a, a few hundred i guess miles uh maybe close to a thousand i'm not very good at geography uh (laughs) but to the north of me but uh uh i feel like he's with me whenever i get to talk to him which is a pleasure follow him on twitter at statsman 22 mr paul bruno what's up brother
1: it's about 350 for as a crow flies, my friend. But to get to me, 350. You have yeah, to go I figured around.
3: hundreds, and then I didn't want to sound stupid, so I was like, yeah. But then I <laughs> you have to go sound around Great stupid.
1: Lakes to get to to each other. That's for sure. That adds to the trip.
3: Yeah, well, <laughs> I'll just fly. That's uh, that's easier. We got that's we're gonna that's we see true. that's what we're gonna have to do. We're gonna have to plan a, a Canadian excursion for the uh, the RotoWire DFS. Fun yep. tag team that, uh, that, that would be, be cool. That'd that would would be, be really cool. It'll be good. All right. So uh no one cares about that except you and me. So let's help people. Uh <laughs> let's jump in uh, again, week fifteen, which is crazy with only uh, three weeks of uh regular season action to go. So it's time to really get in there and uh and, and make some money. So uh let's uh let's take the top of the charts. We only have four receivers over eight thousand dollars and uh I'm just gonna assume Julio Jones with the injury and he might play, he might not play, but I think we could both say that he's probably not going to be worth risking the money on this week. So let's look at the other three. Look at OBJ at 86, uh, Antonio Brown at 85, and and Mike Evans at 82. Uh, All three seemingly reasonably priced comparative to to some of their other prices this season.
1: I agree with you, but if there was one week to pick Odell Beckham, I think it's this one. And it screams, pick me, pick me. At $8,600, bucks, he has been the most consistent big play wideout over the last six weeks. Gets a nice matchup here against the Lions. And the Giants have, have to be feeling pretty good right now after knocking off my Cowboys for the second time. And uh, he only ma- needed four catches to go wild against the Cowboys. Imagine if he gets four big catches against the Lions. Could be in a bigger score there. So I'm all over the Odell Beckham, op- Beckham option. Not so much uh, the same sentiment. For Antonio Brown, though, James, because he looks—it looks like the opponents are going to be, the Bengals are going to be game planning better against him. Uh, he's only had two 100-yard games in his last 10 starts, and the Bengals should find a way to limit him here because the options are fewer and far, uh, farther in between here. And then uh, finally, Mike Evans—not uh, not much support in terms of the Tampa Bay wide receiver depth. So I say he gets plenty of attention from the Dallas defense, and uh, they'll control his his uh, catches, and I don't think he'll be a big factor.
3: Yeah, I um, I think you're being a homer with the Dallas Cowboys defense. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But I uh, I agree of the these guys that we mentioned. These three, Beckham is my favorite play as well. Uh, I, I don't worry too much about Slay shadowing him. You know, they move Beckham around enough where I don't think that'll be too much of an issue. And and other than Darius Slay, there's really no one who can cover anybody in that defensive backfield in Detroit. So uh, I I do like the Beckham call, though. I I just worry about Eli in general. But uh, also just as a general thing, it does look like uh, in the Midwest, Northeast, there could be some really really cold weather, uh, kind of like Arctic weather coming in this weekend. So that's something to, to pay attention to as well. But uh, I agree back the play, but I disagree in the sense that I think I would throw out the 8200 for Evans uh, coming off a couple of slower weeks with the consistency and the volume we saw earlier. I think they're going to try and get back to that. Uh, but I agree this, this is probably not going to be a high scoring game. So I'm not going to get uh, carried away with having Evans in my lineup. Uh, maybe a tournament play more so for me or, or potentially cash games but uh, I agree back the top play there let's uh let's take that 7,000 ranges as it really is the the vast majority of receivers under the $7,000 mark this week from 7,200 Larry Fitzgerald up to Jordy Nelson at 7,700 just uh seven six names in there uh who of those names uh sticks out to you Paul
1: well, the two two that you mentioned for sure. I'm I'm liking Jordy Nelson of late. He's back in top form, James, with five of his last seven weeks where he's churned up, up only over 90 yards uh, and, and averaged one TD catch per game during that entire stretch as well. So not too many guys hotter than him, and he's back uh, – at, at the wide receiver one level that we expected of him before he had injury woes. So it's all behind him. I don't think weather's a factor. He just seems to find a way to be productive no matter what the conditions are. So I'm not scared of any any weather in Chicago should that be an issue. There may not be a safer productive pit, pick on the board as far as I'm concerned. I'll drop down a few hundred dollars too to include Amari Cooper in this grouping against San Diego at San Diego. Weather won't be an issue there, I don't think. It's been feast or famine with K- Cooper Over the last few weeks, I say the Raiders will go to him a lot in this key game, a feast day this time around. And finally, rounding it out, this group, with Larry Fitzgerald, the veteran receiver has been targeted at least seven times per week in all but one game this season, James. And I look for him to rebound from his least productive outing last week, and he'll do it against that awful New Orleans Saints defense, I get to say that, at least a couple of times every week.
3: And Rocky agrees. Uh, Absolutely. I love it. Uh, Paul, uh, Rocky's just jealous because my dogs are on the podcast. All the time, so he's trying to get in. Uh, Paul, I would like to echo your Jordy Nelson call. I think he might be my favorite play on the board this week. Uh, as you mentioned, how consistent he has been. Uh, you know, a couple touchdowns again last week, and as we saw, Aaron Rodgers can function. Pretty fine when it's freezing cold out. So uh, I feel great about that play there. Probably, again, also uh, maybe not my favorite play, but definitely my favorite play in the upper echelon, guys. Uh, Also agree with Cooper in this range. Kind of a risky play, though, because he's been so inconsistent in terms of production that the targets have obviously been there. But uh, you got to figure, especially with Crabtree banged up and and maybe not at 100%, uh, Cooper... Uh, against that defense has a chance, but Hayward's been playing pretty good. So uh, honestly, I think from this range, I, I love the Fitz call. uh at, That's that's all. But I think Jordy Nelson is is my main target in this range. Paul, let's uh let's start to get into the meat of it here. As we've got a uh, a lot of uh a lot of names in this six thousand dollar range. So why don't we break it up from six thousand five hundred up to the top there. Uh, as we look at DeAndre Hopkins and Tyrell Williams there at 6,500, up to Devonte Adams, uh, speaking of the Packers there at 6,900. Uh, who in this range piques your interest, Paul?
1: Well, again, you've named two of the three guys that I'm going to highlight in this range. I'm going to start with Tyrell Williams of the Chargers. He's averaging 11.8 fantasy points per week in FanDuel play, facing a suspect Oakland. Defensive secondary that's the only weak spot I think this team has with their running game limited by the status of Gordon too, I think they lean on the passing game a little bit more which means even more touches for this big play guy against the 27th ranked pass defense that he'll face then uh, moving up the chart a little bit to Demarius Thomas of the Broncos you know The quarterback, Trevor Simeon, has looked great in the last two weeks. He gets a tough matchup against this annual rivalry foe that the Denver Broncos always seem to line up with. And uh, Thomas is coming off a game where he was targeted 16 times, James. I say they rolled out the same game plan against their arch rivals and let the chips fall where they may, and I'll be happy to pick up those chips with a big payoff i think and then moving up to the top of this range like you suggested Devonte adams he's the wide receiver two option for green bay but he's kind of like a 1b isn't he proving that he doesn't need a lot of targets to produce he has three 100 yard games in his last five starts and we'll get the chance to do it again against the bears secondary that i think it could be exploited
3: yeah paul i love those calls uh, i'd love to echo the uh tyrell williams call that uh game I- i'm not always uh Super high on the uh, implied totals, like I look at them and whatnot, but I don't, I don't necessarily always go just by what what Vegas is saying. But Vegas is still pretty smart, so it's good to know that kind of stuff. Um, so I, I, you know, that's got the, uh, one of the highest implied totals of the week. So I think there are going to be some points scored there, as as, as does Vegas. Uh, Tyrell Williams. Uh, clearly, the number one option right now, I would say, for Rivers. So, um, also agree. I w- I like both uh, Denver receivers this week, as uh, both coming off big weeks was like ten and eleven catches for each of them last week. As Simeon was forced to throw a ton, wouldn't be shocked if they have to throw a ton again going up against New England, uh, especially with. You know, who, like uh, Justin Forsett running the ball and stuff like that. It's it's gotten ugly in the backfield for uh, for Denver. So love those plays and and agree. On, I'm all in on the Packers passing game. So uh, I I think I like the other names we mentioned more than Adams, but I think Adams is a solid play there as well. Paul, let's uh, let's take it 6,400. Uh, that is uh Tyreek Hill. Uh, Uh, obviously a a hot name here as well. And uh, you look at Julian Edelman and Michael Thomas, Pryor. a lot of names at 6,400, all the way down to 6,000. A lot of names in this group. You look at Deshaun Jackson and Michael Crabtree at the bottom of that range. Uh, uh, A lot of value in here. Who are you looking at?
1: Uh, I'll go to bottom to top again. I'm going to include Sammy Watkins of Buffalo. We haven't shown him much love all season long. He's been in and out of the lineup with health issues, but I think he's back at full strength admits to feeling healthy in any case. And any time that any team lines up against the Cleveland Browns, we have to give uh, pump up some tires here. I think there's going to be opportunities for Watkins, and uh, they're a pretty low price for a wide receiver one uh, going against the Brownies, I think. And uh, moving up there in the same 6,100 range, I'm looking at Jameson Crowder of the, the Washington cl- uh, Club against Carolina. The Panthers, I'll talk about them. A couple of times this week, I'm sure, this is a defense that's reeling. I don't think they have a lot to play for, and I expect Washington really does. So I expect uh, Crowder to rebound from his poor game that he had against your Eagles last week. He's got to get more looks against the Panthers, a defense that's shockingly 30th against the pass, and I think Crowder and and his friends have a good time in this matchup. And then I'll move up to the top of this range to touch on the two names that you did mention again, Tyreek Hill of the Chiefs and uh, Julian Edelman. These are guys that are, are top volume guys with their respective clubs and they've got favorable matchups i think uh i say favorable because in edelman's case uh the quarterback there brady has a bit of tunnel vision in the passing game for his favorite target and i could see easily double digit targets coming edelman's way and he'll find his way to get near 100 yards in that offense as well tyreek hill for his part uh, gets a, a high percentage of targets and he can turn a lot of them into big plays when he gets uh, and he has a nose for the end zone uh, showing that tendency of late he faces the 31th ranked pass defense in tennessee so that's another screaming hot matchup in my opinion
3: paul i'll agree with one and disagree with the other. those two love the tyreek hill call uh, i'm surprised he's not higher priced uh based on how good he's been and how dynamic he is and the matchup with tennessee is is not a bad one at all I don't hate the Edelman call, but I just worry about going up against Denver in Denver. That pass defense is just so strong. Um, so I worry about that a little bit, but uh, I agree. Edelman, I think, is a safe cash game play in the sense that he's going to get enough targets where he'll put something up for you. I just I worry that that passing game can get shut down a little bit. Um, another name that I like in this range is uh, is our guy, Stefan Diggs going up against India defense that we uh, we kill it's like a perfect storm here um, I think assuming that that um I, I guess I should say the the backups uh, offensive Minnesota offensive line of backups can be healthy enough so that the backups to the backups don't have to come in or at least in in some situations uh, then I think Bradford should be able to throw against India I think that game Uh, there should be a fair opportunity for them to score some points. Um, So I I like the digs play at that price as well. Paul, let's, uh, let's, and I I, also agree on the wash. I'm in on the Washington passing game, top to bottom, Uh, all the receivers, you know, for the values. I like Crowder. I like Jackson. I like our when we get to him. Um, So just to to put that out there and a a little uh, QB play. I love Kirk cousins as a play this week as well. All right, Paul, let's, uh, Let's dip below as we go down to the, uh, the 5,900, uh, down to 5,500 here. As we've got uh, a guy you've liked in the past. We'll see if you're interested in him. And again, Don Treliman, uh all the way up to uh, Willie Sneed, who's kind of uh, struggled a, a little bit compared to what he was before. But uh, any of these options here, interesting you, Paul.
1: Yeah, Inman is a good play against Oakland. We'll start with that guy since you mentioned him. 5500 bucks for a guy who's had an increasing share of the load in the Chargers passing game. And I we I already teased that they'll be emphasizing that with their running game in flux, with their starter potentially sidelined in the backfield there. So uh, they'll lean on their pass game, and Inman will be a part of it. And then moving up a little bit in this range, start with the top guy in, in my uh, list, uh, Mike Wallace. Uh, against your Eagles again I think that he's going si- to see a high volume of targets against an Eagles team that has relatively little to play for and uh, I think he could have a big day against them sorry buddy but you don't uh, have to be I'm 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 fine with the Eagles uh, season being over we are we are good there Paul okay yeah. richard Matthews of tennessee he's evolved into their big play guy a, a really nice rapport developing with him and mariota until last week but over several weeks, he's really proved himself. He's a big body receiver. I like the guy's makeup. He was bottled up by the Broncos, but then, like you said, who doesn't get bottled up by them? I say he gets back on the beam against Kansas City this week. And then right below him, uh, at the same price tag, though, 5800 bucks, Ty- Taylor Gabriel of Atlanta goes up against San Francisco. This could be a nice play, but it depends really if he starts over the, uh, gets more targets as a result of injured status to Jones and Sanu in this wide receiver depth chart. So keep an eye on that one before you make the make the call. I'm just throwing it out there that it could look to be a really good one uh, depending on the injury status of the other guys. And then finally, you mentioned Inman. Uh, we covered him. I'll go with Tyler Boyd of Cincinnati against Pittsburgh. I know this is going to be a grueling contest, but with the green injury and LaFell's poor productivity, I look for the Bengals to lean on Boyd a little bit. Uh he's steadily seen his he's seen his uh, target volume increase steadily in the last little while. And uh, I think it could even spike a little higher against a Pittsburgh defense that is not the best in the league.
3: Paul, I like that list. Uh, Taylor Gabriel, actually, I think is a, a, a great play already, uh, whether or not Julio plays. He's kind of like Ty Hill in the sense that, you know, he's one of those just can take it to the house on any single play type plays and has been more involved in the offense regardless. I think he's actually, you know, jumped over Sanu as the the second target, really. You know, he might not run the routes necessarily on the outside but i think he's the the second best fantasy weapon you know in that passing game so um i really like him at that price this week Uh, i will add one more name in this range here uh just in the sense of uh not a a home run play but uh houston defense that's been pretty bad and quietly as as Allen robinson has struggled uh marquise lee at least in terms of uh Volume has has kind of stepped up and, and uh coming off his best performance of the season with eight you know, uh, five catches, hundred and thirteen yards last week, uh scored touchdowns in two of the previous three weeks, uh eight targets, nine targets, six, eight, six, eight. So um very involved and at fifty seven hundred, I think there is a value there. Paul, before we get down to the real nitty gritty let me remind all the fantasy football fans that the season is nearly over and you need to get in and play FanDuel now while you can because it is so much fun and this year it's been better than ever it's not just a new season at FanDuel it's been a new era they've upgraded our entire experience with real improvements for everyday fans and they believe you deserve everything that Sports has to offer, which makes you sports rich. Try the new FanDuel now. Just pick your team, stand under the salary cap, and have all the fun that fantasy has to offer. New to the game? Play in a beginner contest to learn the ropes. If you have a dollar, there are contests for just a dollar, which is often what I have. There's 50-50 contests where the top half-wing cash, and you can even settle a score with your friends in a FanDuel's brand-new friends mode. It's season-long fantasy football with weekly teams, plus... New features ensure a fair and level playing field. It has been uh, just such a fun season playing FanDuel again. And it, it, season long has been so depressing for me with injuries and, and you know, guys underperforming and, and too much to worry about and, and missing out guys on waivers. I don't have to worry about any of that. I can just pick whoever I want each week and root for those guys and watch those guys. And again, I play with my buds in a league and and it's just so much fun. You can have all the fun that football has to offer, all the fun that fantasy football has to offer. At FanDuel, you can be sports rich. Plus, we have a special offer for new users. You can get a free six-month Road Wire subscription with a $10 deposit on FanDuel. You just go to FanDuel.com slash RW. And here's the kicker. Not only will you get the free subscription, but you'll have that $10 to play with on FanDuel. So it's like you're getting the subscription and you're playing on Fan. It's like I don't even understand why they offer that deal because it's so good. Uh, you know, it's just, it's just It's a deal that's fun and you get content, great content. Uh, so it's over $40 in value for just 10 bucks that you get to play with. So go to fanduel.com slash rwpaul. Let's jump back in here. Let's uh, let's uh, look at this uh, wide receiver slate here as we get down to 5,000 and above here, and then we'll just get to see if there are any home run plays here. But uh, a couple of actually really interesting names when you look at, uh, let's take 5,400 Cam Meredith. Down to uh, you know Todd Sharp there at five thousand. Who who in this range kind of piques your interest? Because there are some interesting names.
1: I'm going to throw three out for your uh, opinion. Uh, stopping with starting with Chris Hogan of the Patriots. I kind of know where you, where you feel what you feel on this one. But hey, listen, they're taking deep shots with this guy every game. All he needs is one. Uh, One hit over 40 yards into the end zone, that's 10 points right away. And I think he's going to do more than that in this game uh, just because of uh, a little bit of volume might come his way. So I like that price and and that play. He's averaged 8.3 points per week, and I think he can get it all in one one play, like I said. And if he ever gets two of them, that's big, big uh, production there. And, of course, you mentioned Pierre Garçon of Washington earlier. I love this matchup for him. $5,400 Fifty-four hundred dollars versus Carolina. This guy's averaged just shy of ten points per week, and he's uh, been higher than that in recent weeks. So I lo- really like that play. Then uh, moving down a little bit, I I hate to slag on the on the Eagles again, but Rashad Perry <laughs> It's Minnesota, okay. Our pass defense is bad. Paul. Three te- three TDs in his last four games, and I'm factoring the fact that the pass defense for the Eagles has been vulnerable of late, particularly in the red zone. I think a this bad was the word reps, you were looking for, Paul. And bad. It's been bad. He- so I like that pick. And then I'm going to add uh, I'm going to stop there and see what you think.
3: Yeah, no, I, I like those plays. Um, I, I uh, uh, Hogan, I, it, again, I think for the price, he offers a lot of upside. I, I I just worry about that matchup, obviously, but also that it's just hard to predict uh, which receiver is going to come up with the big weeks, whether it's Mitchell or Hogan or Edelman or Bennett or whatever a lot of options a lot of mouths to feed especially with the you know running backs involved as well But I like the uh, basically the based on the price I think that's a fair upside play especially in tournaments already mentioned how I like Garcon I'll give you two more names in this range that I like Uh, I'll give you one at the top and one at the bottom literally cam meredith uh, coming off a, a his first solid game with Matt, or like first good game with Matt Barkley, uh, 72 yards and a touchdown last week had the eight targets, 67 the week before. But uh, I think they're starting to develop a little bit of chemistry there. Again, I don't think that Matt Barkley is very good, uh, and I don't think that him in cold temperatures is that great either. Uh, but I think the Green Bay's pass defense is vulnerable enough that, that Chicago will at least move the ball some. Uh, and I think Cam Meredith could be the the primary beneficiary of that. And then uh, at the bottom of the range, JJ Nelson going up against a very susceptible New Orleans defense. Uh, obviously Michael Floyd, uh, see ya buddy, uh, cut. So um, JJ Nelson, all of a sudden, you know, the clear number two there coming off the two touchdown performance. I'm actually shocked. He's only 5,000. Before I mentioned that we talked about Jordy Nelson being my favorite play on the board, J.J. Nelson, the Nelson, the J. Nelsons, uh, that, that was the only other play that I had in mind that I didn't want to say for sure because those are my two favorite plays on the board, and I'm not sure which one I like more. Uh, but love, love, love that J.J. Nelson play. All right, Paul, let's go down uh, to the bottom, as they say. Uh, 4,500 to 5,000 there. Are there any uh, home run plays in this range for you?
1: I'm going to give two, and I'm really shocked that the price tag is as low as it is on both guys. And I'm really looking forward to hearing what you think. Cordero Patterson, he's averaged only 6.1 points per week, but he's gotten the Colts, and, and he's been one of the few big play guys in the Vikings offense, such it is, as it is. I'm trusting the fact that they have a big advantage here against the Indy defense, and, and he could have a big day in, in that one. And then moving down even lower... Tyler Lockett, this guy's been even great on the special teams. He might even break one in the punt return against L.A., and he's priced at only $4,700 when his, offense, his involvement in the offense is increasing on a weekly basis, and he'll be uh, part of a rebound effort here as Seattle really got, uh, really got kicked last week in Green Bay, and they'll be gearing up for revenge, and, and they need to win out the rest of the way to solidify their playoff spot.
3: Yeah, Paul, I, I like those calls. My my actual favorite call in this range is uh, is even a little bit lower there, at 4,700. Uh, and I don't get it. Robbie Anderson is coming off uh, uh, a 12-target week and an 11-target week. Last week, 99 yards receiving on six catches. The week before, 61, a touchdown. Oh, what happened? Bryce Petty became the quarterback. They clearly have some sort of thing there where they, they have a chemistry. They know each other from... You know, be in the backups before whatever it is, but look, he's looking Robbie Anderson's way heavily again. Twelve targets two weeks ago, eleven last week. Robbie Anderson is only forty seven hundred dollars. Like I don't, I don't get it. It makes no sense to me uh, against the Miami D that uh, is beatable. So uh, obviously, I think the Jets should be able to run the ball there as well. But love that play and Paul. Uh, uh, usually I would call you the homer, but I can't do this here because I'm I'm going one of your guys. I, I don't hate Terrence Williams at 4,600. Obviously coming off a nice, what was it, 6 for 72 last week or something? Yeah. Like a good week and um, a, a matchup where uh, I, I think we agree it's going to be a, a tough, a more low-scoring kind of game, but um, I, I do think that uh, there is the opportunity to throw on Tampa a little bit, so I, I do like that play. Paul?
1: been a pleasure a little wide receiver wednesday action looking forward to our next episode too uh tight ends and uh, defenses we're getting down to the nitty-gritty and uh i'm excited my team's headed to the playoffs it's been a while and uh i, I need it. they need a rebound so i'm i'm excited about what happened what happens the rest of the way
3: well i will be rooting against them and uh <laughs> and uh, you know bemoaning uh, the end of my season and uh, placing all my hopes and dreams on uh carson wentz's back Okay, it's been a wide receiver Wednesday. We appreciate it. Uh, I will be waiting with bated breath until I get to talk to Paul Bruno again with the uh, tight end and Thursday defense Thursday edition, which uh, will be coming your way, so look out for that again. For Paul Bruno, I am James Seltzer. This has been the Week 15 Wide Receiver Wednesday edition of the Road to Wire DFS podcast.